I'm Marklin. I'm Tammy, personal growth coach and yogi. You got too much energy. I need an edible already. We take the hottest topics. The most emotional discussions. The human condition. And examine it from, from a, a real, real life, life perspective. perspective. Join Marklin Johnson. And Tammy Spiewak. As we discuss what people think they know. Versus what we know they don't know. You know, there's no right or wrong. Sure there is. Women are crazy. Maybe the women you attract are crazy, but what's crazy? And why is it right or wrong? You got a few days? I got all the time in the world. Welcome Welcome to to Self-Help for Assholes. That's a big ass mug you got that's there. That's a big ass. That's not a mug. That's, that's a, a mug. Water is a water bottle. Bottle. That's a really big. What the hell do you Can need I tell a water you about bottle? My that big? water bottle. What, I, this is a Nalgene water bottle, forty-eight ounces, because my husband loves me. He bought it as a birthday gift. You see this plastic thing? This is what I got for my forty-fifth. But birthday. it's plastic. It's plastic, but it has forty-eight ounces on it, and he promised me he's going to fill it every day for me because I'm chronically dehydrated. But it's 48 ounces. I need 40. I drink like no water. So that's what you're supposed to have every day. It's less probably than I'm supposed to have. But I drink coffee and then I drink more coffee. And then maybe I go to tea and then I go to bed and I barely hydrate all day It's funny you say that because I did, you know, you're supposed to drink a certain amount of water to your weight. Yeah, based on your weight. Technically speaking, I'm supposed to drink four to six of these a day, which these are 16 ounces. Right. So 16 times four, which is like 96 or something like that. 16 times four. 16, well, oh, 32, Don't 32, 32, oh, right. 32. 64. So 64, 64. It's like 64 right. ounces of yeah. water, which I think I'm probably supposed to be a little bit higher than that. Yeah, probably. You, the only thing at work that I hate about that is now I feel old as hell because I'm pissing all the time. And then, Did you see me just excuse yes, myself? I had <laughs> Dr. Buzz. There's a guy named Dr. Buzz here. And he goes, well, if once you do it enough times, your body gets used yeah. to it. My body, I've been doing it for so long. My body has used to, has yet to get used to pissing this much. No, we're it old. is ridiculous. We're old. Listen. No, but, you're old. But, you're old. But, I'm, 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 I'm black and don't crack. I don't, well, I don't do the you old. You think uh, working in central <laughs> Brooklyn, my lady friends did not tell me that all the time. They all look way better than me. And I was the young one at the time. So I, I, I Listen, I stand by it. I, I, it's true. I, I, I am affirming you. I don't look my age. No way. You know, like it's hard because when you know how old you are and you're having conversations with young people, young people try to look at you and try to figure out how does this person sound this way, think this way, whatever. And then when you got to tell them, like when I tell people I'm 49, like I actually love telling people I'm 49. Yeah. Like some people will be like, I don't want to say my age. I love telling people I I'm 49. I just told you I'm 45. Uh, you know, you're one of the very few white women that wants to explain. That will say their is age. That a, I had is a woman that a get, white? I had thing? a woman get mad at me the other day, and she goes, "I said we were just talking. I've taken up this new thing, and it's honestly good. I love flirting, uh-huh. but I love flirting with women that like stuff on my Facebook or on my Instagram. Right? And I'm like, stop it. And I just flirt with them. I don't. Sure. I don't. Let's meet up. I don't like. Let's. No, it's put, just fun. For I, you. But it's like fun flirting, around. and I message them verbally. So we do the voice messaging. Like, it's, yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. I don't like voice messaging. I only voice message when people voice message me. Oh, I started it? Yes. Well, no, other people have done it too, so it's reciprocal. See okay. what I'm saying? Right. If you voice message me, I'll do it, but I don't think of voice messaging first. Really? So when someone- Is that will, very aggressive of me? No, it's some <laughs> people are better at voice messaging than they are text messaging. That's all. Like, yeah. okay, I'll my, voice- My voice do is my yeah. instrument. I think, uh, uh, you know what? Also, it's- um. 
if you think about it, depending on how you text or how you converse with people, it attributes to what type of attachment styles you have. You know, it does. If, 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 if you think about it, yes, it does. Because if you think about the way you relate to people, uh -huh. if you're very detached, you create communications that are uh, very detached. Right. See like, what I'm like saying? you're saying, you know how when people will put a little emoji at the end and just yes. send that and that means I'm done with you right yes. now. Right. Like, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, all right, you're being a little bit of an obnoxious piece of shit, but okay. So we know that I, well, you know, have a tendency to be like a mobilized person in my yes. attachment. So for you, the voice is easy. I'm an aggressive texter. Yes, but for you, it's easier yes. because you're on a fly so for you you hit that and i'm not editing myself nope and you're so just you're comfortable it. too because as as mr direct as as an unfiltered individual oh, I say you'll so say whatever so you don't care you're you're married and i don't want ever for your husband to overhear something i might say so i kind of edit myself but if you were single oh the wild shit yeah, i would the say shit that you. would come out of your mouth gotcha. literally i would say I, gotcha. I would literally be like big dick energy like i wouldn't care you know what you, i mean you can't you can be that without being i wouldn't no i'm crass Right. No, I know that. About married you. married women, unless I knew them before their 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 marriage. Yes. I am not crass. I I will not be crass with a married woman if I met her and she was married. Right. Because I never want the husband to ever think I'm up to anything. Right. But if I knew you, like if you and I were I friends before saying. you got married, I'd be as crass as hell. And if you told me to stop, I'd be like, you need to tell your husband to deal with it. Because that's who you know because me as. Because that's who you knew me as. Right. And, you and still I'm not know adjusting. I'm not adjusting my lifestyle for you. Right. Like right. I speak to you. I call women bitches sometimes, joking around in jest. I call my so, girlfriends that. So if you say something to me, I'm like, bitch, please. But right. I won't do it now because you're married and I never want your husband to ever oh. see that and be like, is he really calling you a bitch? Because if people don't understand yeah, the comfortableness, the dynamic. the dynamic, people flip out. Like the HR lady that you were hearing before, yeah, we were talking about it and she goes, it sucks to be in HR because people don't complain about the conversations they had. They, they, they complain about the conversations they overheard. You know what I mean? So you're sitting there and by the way, if you guys haven't noticed yet, I'm making sure I don't use the word like. <laughs> Oh, are you working I, on that I now? I overuse the word like. Oh, I use it constantly. I, I'm trying not to. It's, it's who I am. I am, no, a, I, I am a woman who grew up in the 80s. Having to sit. And I'm white. Having to sit back and hear myself. And I'm like, Ooh. like, like, like. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's got to be. I've okay. got to work so on it. So it's a conscious it. we'll, effort. We'll watch Mark. So oh, when I flow. When I flow, it'll fly out again. Oh, but I'm sure. doing everything in my power not to use the word. Like, not use it ever. But <laughs> Like, not use but it But she at was all. explaining to me, no, she said, you'd be surprised how many people, when they start complaining, they're offended about the conversation they overheard. Ah. Mm. Uh, person was in an ex-cubicle being very sexual with other co-worker okay and they okay get, like, it's, but if it's it. not you what the hell do you interesting. care huh you know yeah interesting. how we got there i don't know so anyways today we are talking about attachment style something yes. that i love to talk about and i think maybe you and i started talking about it because you've been talking to me about like an interpersonal relationship yes and also i have to say the little bit of therapy i i was talking i was thinking about it when we were driving and i said i think what i'm doing is getting to free therapy <laughs> i'm not and, a therapist and, and you're a not coach. a therapist but you listen to things and you give advice and we work that out and what i'm doing on a subconscious level is i'm putting it out there so people can see the work that has to be done for you to do it but the work comes in various subjects sure of who you are yeah. toxicity uh attachment issues abandonment issues um 
uh, when we were talking about uh, the what was the one the, the, not the toxic but when you oh know, the gaslighting the gaslighting and stuff and like that the these alpha are female and all the topics we've I always worry that because if it comes up in a conversation with a young lady at some point mm-hmm. she's gonna think I'm specifically talking about her oh. or any girl any right. woman right and what I always say is you got to realize when someone's a public figure a little bit of every conversation they ever have right. comes up you can't take it personal because literally if I tell a joke that joke's probably happened to me 20 times right well they get woven together these stories get woven together and the lines get blurred and if you are a storyteller yes you know I think about it like people say you should write a book I'm like I can't write a book because I'll offend this person and that person but what if the person just changes a little so maybe are you saying that so that nobody feels personally offended when you're doing your therapy on the air what I'm saying what I'm saying is um don't by any means start trying to analyze marklin because you're hearing a podcast and he's Uh, talking about things that's right while i do share real stuff that's not the whole of me i'm a very complicated individual as i'm I'm very and these certain things i'm gonna say that are just so over the top honest but at the same time no matter what happens on this podcast stop thinking that oh if you run into me you know who i am because one thing that i am that stands out besides being a comic is I really am an asshole. And if I don't know you and I don't trust you and I'm not familiar with you, I'll fall back on as a guard to be a dick. Right. That's like my to, like that's, to protect you. That's my guard. Sure. So sure. if you come into me guns blazing, like, oh my God, I know you, blah, blah, blah. Back the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Know your role because I will completely go into dick mode. Like I will take you down. So and, I, and, and I have, and not to, we're going to get into it, but, and I'm saying this as a warning, do not push me because one, I do stage work Two, I love being a dick because it keeps people away. And it's something I've got to work on because sure. it's about being vulnerable. Right. And three, most of all, I kind of get an erection being a dick. <laughs> kind of get an erection being a dick. I love it. I was going to say warning and I was going to say vulnerable. So if you did not understand what Marklin was saying, he is saying he is present and being vulnerable here on our podcast, Self-Help for Assholes. He's a self-proclaimed asshole. I am playing the role. He likes to say therapist, but I am a coach. She's not I'm a, a therapist. Guide. I am a mentor, if you will. She's We're not talking. a therapist. We're talking about these things. And he's being vulnerable. And so don't even try to take advantage and think you're going to come at him about something he says on the air. Did I get that right? Again, I fall into being a dick. Press me and see how big of a dick I will be. Right. And he might be a little vulnerable here. And that's okay. So unless you buy me drinks, I will calm down if you buy me drinks. Or he (laughs) he likes coffee, likes a peppermint mocha. I know all of his favorites already. Yes. With extra shots of espresso. Six shots of espresso. Well, no, no, no. Four shots of espresso. That one day that you should have seen the face this guy made looked me up and down. I think it was at Starbucks that day when I ordered like like four shots of blonde blonde espresso. Because the blonde blonde espresso is is more powerful. Powerful, I know. Than the regular one. I know. So it really throws people the off. The darker when I get that. the roast, the less caffeinated. It's because I can't do cocaine anymore. Okay, I mean. so you just go for the four <laughs> shots of the blonde espresso. Okay. So attachment style, because I am really interested to hear. Yes, you sent me the about, article. I read it, and I it was a, a freaking quiz, quiz on too. it. A quiz. So we, we're going to take the quiz together later. Yes. Um, but what is an attachment style? An attachment style is simply a person's way of relating to another person in a relationship. Right. Yes. Um, These are concepts developed, I think, around the 50s by psychologists. 
really looking at how we respond to others emotionally, um, our behaviors and interactions with other people. You know, they're developed in early childhood by our, you know, our interactions with our caregivers. And I don't know if we're going to get into that today, but there's really four main attachment styles. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He, he, I'm going to lay them out for you. Here's what they are. They are, the, the first one is secure. Okay. Okay. Second one is anxious attachment style. Okay. Third one is avoidant or sometimes called avoidant dismissive because there's another avoidant, which is called um, fearful avoidant or anxious avoidant or sometimes called disorganized. So we're just going to go through these and talk about them a little bit, one at a time. And we're going to start with secure attachment. Oh, I can't wait to hear this one. So to be attached securely is what we're all looking for, right? There is one secure attachment style. It's called secure attachment style. And there are three insecure attachment styles. So we're going to start with this secure attachment style, which is like the ability to form secure, loving, I'm going to throw in vulnerable, open relationships with others. So if you are securely attached, you can trust others and you can be trusted. You can love others and you can accept love from others, right? It's the giving and receiving. Um, You can get close to others with ease. You're not afraid of intimacy. You don't freak out when your partner needs a little space away from you, and you can depend on others without being totally dependent. Does that make sense? If somebody's been married three or four times, (laughs) do you think that they think that they're secure? Uh, They have a secure attachment style? Do you you think think that they think of themselves as, well, I know I'm great at being married because I've been married, like I've been married three times. I would hope not, perhaps. But I I think some people do because when we're talking about attachment styles. Well, nobody wants to admittedly say But that that would fall underneath that because if you describe, listening to your description of attachment style, how they feel secure and they can accept love and they can receive love. Why did their marriages end three But they're not going to question why their marriage ended three times. Again, what do oh, they Oh man, are you what, jaded? What do they well, <laughs> No, but what do they say? If if it's if you continue to do the same thing over and over again. It's insanity. It's insanity. But there most people don't see it that way because again, some people are so into getting married or being with someone in a relationship that automatically when they do this they're, oh, well, I could get a boyfriend or girlfriend or anyone. Well, maybe they can get them, but that last part, they're able to, like, depend on others without becoming dependent. If you've been married three or four times and you haven't done any work on yourself, is there not a little bit of a dependency there? I mean, I don't know. Or is there the opposite? You don't freak out when the person's not around and then you end the relationship. To me, if you are in, like, serial monogamous relationships and they end there's probably something that needs to be worked out. Fair? Well, and by the way, let's examine, okay. let's examine the whole entire secure thing. As I was stating before, someone who's been married three, four, five times, whatever, sure. and they constantly are in a relationship. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that I'm great at being in a relationship because I can constantly find someone to marry. Well, they're great at finding relationships and maybe they're great at starting relationships, mm-hmm. but maybe they're not great at staying in relationships. Which is huge. Well, that's I think, what, yeah. The, the, the number, what was the number? 56%? Okay, so they say about 56% but this of was adults done from the have 1950s, secure right? attachment style. When was that um, study done? That was in the 
80s. Okay. In the 80s, people still thought about staying with someone in misery. Right. So that's women, a good point. I don't agree with women, this statistic. Women, thought, women didn't give second. Women would not think about the fact that they never had an orgasm with their husbands. Well, nobody even talked well, about that. That's my point. So for them, a lot of women at that time thought, I'm supposed to be married. I'm supposed to be miserable. I'm not supposed to enjoy what's going on. I raise the kids. I take care of my husband. That's all. Which is crazy. They were still in that. The they 80s. were still in that 1950s mentality. Mm. And then from the 19, I would say from the ni- late 80s up until now, there's been such a dramatic change in the mentality yes. of what women think about relationships. It's almost been a role reversal that now women have, as I like to say, that some women have bigger dicks than men. Well, do you think that's part of like? the feminist woman's empowerment kind of movement. Yes, and we, we can talk can about another time. Do, which we, we can, can talk, we can about, talk another about another time. time. But yes, it's always been, it, it, it developed into that. Right. To where now a lot of women are exerting their masculine energy. And we talked about that yeah, on the last the alpha one. Female. They're exerting their alpha female energy, which there's not a problem with it. because. But now, if you would think about that stat, I can't say that that stat is accurate because if you think about relationships now, so many people think just because I can find someone and I could be with someone that, oh, I... I'm I am secure. secure. I'm in a secure relationship. Now, remember that any relationship has two people. Sometimes yes. three. There's a lot of throuples these days. Ain't that the truth? Which might make it really complicated. In only my if mind. people don't know their role. In only every situation, even listen. This is going to get a little nasty for some of you. It's just what it is. Even if you're involved in a threesome, foursome, whatever, swinging, whatever, right? You have to know what your position is. Well, I was talking about, by the way, a throuple is like a. Well, po- polygamy, polygamy. Sure. but I'm saying anything that you do that involves relationships, if you are a woman and a man and you're sharing a woman, mm-hmm. if you're a woman and a man and you're sharing a man, whoever it is, you have to know what role you play. Like well, you sisters have to wives, communicate. like sisters wives, okay, they sister all know, wives, yeah. they all know what role they play. Like some of the women are more nurturing and take care of the kids. Okay. Some of the women are more, you know, no, I'm going to go out and get a job because that's what I love to do. You have to know your role. Well, we're animals. And if we're talking about like any animals, like, you know, there's, there's tribes or there's packs yes. and people have to know their roles. But as far as the cur- attachment style, I don't think 56% of adults have Well, I think it's like 25%. Type. I agree. <laughs> I think it's 25% now, of adults. And, and it, this is all about, you know, again, this is how we are in relationship. By the way, this doesn't have to be romantic relationships. No. So keep that in mind. It could it be friendships. Ha- it could be friendships. Okay. Um, but then we've got, so that, that's the secure one. Right. Mm -hmm. Of course, we want to be securely attached. Now, the other three are all insecure attachment styles, but they break down in different ways. Three of them, y'all. Three Three of them. them. Three of them. And let me just tell you a little bit about them um, as I see them. So the first one is anxious attachment style. (laughs) Listen to you. Um, It's a form of insecure attachment style, which is marked by deep fear of abandonment. So it's got that abandonment element anxiously attached people tend to be insecure about their relationships, thinking their partner might leave them. They need a lot of validation. Um, There's neediness and clingy behavior, like getting anxious when they don't get a text back or needing uh, that, that affirmation, like, I love you, I care about you, needing to hear that affirmation. What happens in that is when people have an anxious attachment style, When there is conflict, they want to fix it 
they want to mobilize and do something. I think I kind of fall the things that we were talking about. I, I kind of fall underneath anxious. Yeah, I'm not because I do. I kind of is the text message there. You know what I mean? Right. I and look so, for, and but you that's want to do something. That's because of our because we, well, with the situation it was before, it was what it was. But I'm just saying in general, when I really care, I do get that like, oh, it was that person? But I think that's also because it that energy is created. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's I create we created that situation. We created that. Uh, are they going to contact me or not? Or we created the, you know, the whole entire, when will we speak? When won't we speak? Will that person show me the affection? And why am I, why am I pining for their attention? Right. Why am I so in desperate need of their affection when it's like funny? Mm -hmm. I was talking to a young lady the other, and I said, hello. And I said, you know, you look really amazing. And and I joked with her. I said, so when are we going to finally kiss? Let me kiss you and we'll never, we'll never. And I'm just messing with her. And she goes, after you said my ex-friend looked hot in her picture. And And I was like, time out. I flirted with you for over two years and you've never given me the time of day. Right. We joke around each with each other. We know what it is. So now all of a sudden you're trying to give me some jealousy act because I said your friend is cute. In one picture, most of the pictures that of her friend, uh-huh. I put the I put the vomiting emoji. Because right, I know because so I know she's around. trying to be cute. Right. This one, she looked really amazing. I wasn't like throwing like like eggplant emojis at her. I I threw I threw literally like a ooh okay you looking kind of good. So what kind of attachment style does this woman have that she hasn't given me the time of day for two years and now she's mad because I said her friend looked good. I don't know if that's about attachment style. I don't know if that sounds like stupidity at that level. Well, I mean, because so so an anxious attachment style comes up when this there's a conflict. Let's say you're in a relationship. Let's say it's a romantic relationship. You get in an argument. Something is wrong. Now you're freaking out that something is wrong and you want to do something about it. You want to act. You want to mobilize. You want to fix it. You need to make sure that you have a conversation so you can get validation from the other so you know that they love you. Why? Because if at a, at a deep level you have a fear of abandonment, but, you need to make sure everything is okay. But let's say this. At our core, aren't we all, if you care about the person, always going to say, how can I fix it? If you care. No, you live in your head. And so now let's get into some of the other ones. Because the the other two. So by the way, an anxious attachment style Mm -hmm. has both high anxiety and low avoidance. So there's these two aspects, like these two, you know, we can make it into a graph. So you are, again, high anxiety, low avoidance. You don't want to avoid it. You want to go right in. Okay. I'm in the same way, by the way, when I'm in my dysfunction, okay. which I've worked very hard not to be. Sometimes I think we analyze this way too much, but keep well, going. Well, listen, this is, my, this is my passion. This is what I think about all the time. This so we if know. if you are avoidant, if you are an avoidant attachment style, mm-hmm. you can be either high anxiety or low anxiety but you're high avoidance that's why there's two types of avoidant attachment style let's talk now just to ask the question you can fill in on any of these spectrums at one time yeah and also 
you can do work on yourself to become secure. This is not like a life sentence. But do we need to work on becoming a secure person? Uh, it, to, it, do we if need it's not, to work? It, maybe that's just not who you are. And, and maybe you don't want to be completely secure, but maybe you don't want to be anxious or avoidance or sure. failure or whatever. Shouldn't sometimes, we're complicated beings. Shouldn't we be sometimes a little bit of everything? Absolutely. And what I just shared with you is that I am mostly secure, mm -hmm. but in my moments of messiness and dysfunction where I'm not like practicing my present moment awareness mm -hmm. and I'm not like doing my work. I might be a little anxious. I will always internally, by the way, Marklin, have the desire to mobilize, mm -hmm. but I might be aware enough to take a pause. And, and take I think a in certain situations, I walk away. I, I'm Good. learning Great in certain awareness. situations, certain situations, I'm learning more so. Um, don't fix it that you don't have to i don't fix have that. to it's and when i say when to. i say i don't want to fix it it's some people are putting themselves in situations that they're making you feel like you have to fix it and you're like no nah, i don't want to i'm I'll gonna just... just call you out on that a little you don't have to do anything no you don't but nobody but people sometimes know who you are if they know you have a guilty conscience or something or if they know like you could feel bad about something and you do that's normally your take right they'll try to play the whole you know play on your feelings and hopefully just for you to show that you care and i think when people do that it's sort of like even in a subtle subtle way it's sort of manipulative right well yes and you have the choice as to how to respond so what i'm saying is as we're doing our work and moving towards secure attachment we all get to choose how to respond. It okay. doesn't mean we might react mm -hmm. out of our ish, mm -hmm. you know, but we might be able to slow down and respond. So okay. this brings us right into this avoidant attachment style. And it's very likely if you are a mobilizer, you may get triggered by somebody who's the first type, which is an avoidant or avoidant dismissive, mm -hmm. right? So an avoidant dismissive attachment style person is going to be high avoidance in low anxiety, which for you, who is a person that's more high anxiety, yes. right? That's going to fucking piss you off if you're not knowing where you're at, right? Yes. So, but you also might end up attracted to those people and that's very common. Well, here's the issue with that. Just listening to your description. Sometimes I think when you care about somebody, you just want to know that they care back. And that causes the anxiety. When like, you I don't want, that. I don't, yeah, it causes the anxiety for yourself because you're like, listen, I, I don't want to marry you. Don't want to be involved in a relationship. I have feelings. I don't know how I got here with my feelings, right. but I want to know how you feel in regards to where, if, if I'm sharing with you that I care. And this is where how we, are yes. you feeling in regards to it? And if you're not kind of, it, 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 it's, if the person's being ambiguous, is that the right word? very avoid like they don't they they they're not they are they're not, not saying, saying words one way or another to tell you how but they they're feel. doing everything in their power to kind of keep you you know at bay or keep you there within a, a grasp so this is truly therapy for marklin because marklin just described his personal experience not like which is great M my whole entire my whole entire life i'm here i'm holding I'm always, space for it i always say i'm the i'm 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 the i'm always the friend without being the friend meaning I've always in my life had women that wanted me to be the boyfriend without being the boyfriend. Okay. Right? So, so what you're saying, so let me explain the avoidant because you have an idea that they are putting you in a position. Or no, I know for a fact you. they wanted me to be the boyfriend without being a boyfriend. Okay, so hold So they on. wanted me to, you know, if we go out, I'm paying because men pay, right? 
They v- Valentine's Day. What are you getting me for Valentine's Day? Okay. Um, what are you doing if we go out? Even if we're just supposed to be friends. Uh, like again, I was always. Well, that's so. That's a different thing. But as but, far as yeah. somebody who is avoidant, and at forty nine. I'm no longer the boyfriend without boyfriends. If you ain't giving me boyfriend privileges, get the fuck out of my face. An avoid- I'm just saying. An avoidant person is, this is an insecure attachment style. This is a fear of intimacy thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, people with avoidant attachment styles have trouble getting close to others. Mm-hmm. So they might be keeping it at a level. They have trouble um, trusting others in relationships. Relationships can make them feel suffocated. <sighs> Or mm. restricted or trapped. Sounds they, familiar. Sounds familiar. They maintain distance, right? Um, they. This is another one of those buzzwords. They tend to be largely emotionally unavailable in their relationships. 100%. They want to be independent. They want to rely on themselves. Now, listen, this comes from childhood. And again, that's a whole other conversation. And which one are we talking about? This is the avoidant attachment style or often called avoidant dismissive. But they still somehow want to be involved in a relationship. Okay, slow down. Because by the way, this person, their attachment style, where it came from, is as valid as yours. And this no, is really I'm not. I, I'm not invalidating it. What I'm saying is, oddly, they still want the relationship. They just have a, a an right, avoidant a style of way it. Of so it's, I will not give you emotion. Mm-hmm. I will not give you physical presence. Right. I will do everything in my power again to kind of keep you at bay. Now, as someone like myself who mm-hmm. has abandonment issues, and here's what I find about that that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Even though they're avoidance, what you get is at first they're not avoidance. When you first meet them, they give you enough to clap you on. And they, I mm-hmm. think on a subconscious level, men and women do it. They know how to do enough to get you to clamp on. We're giving our, our very best we version give you, of ourselves. We give you enough, and then once we figure... You're you're stuck. Then we're oh now I'm going to expose how fucked up I am. Well, once once we're vulnerable enough, that's when attachment styles come into play. Yes. So by the way, there's another type of avoidant which mm-hmm. we should talk about, which does flip flop like you describe. It's a fearful avoidant attachment style. Oh, oh, um, oh often go. called anxious avoidant or disorganized. I'm Marklin. I'm Tammy, personal growth coach and yogi. You got too much energy. I need an edible already. We take the hottest topics. The most emotional discussions. The human condition. And examine it from from a a real-life perspective. perspective. Join Marklin Johnson. And Tammy Spiewak. As we discuss what people think they know. Versus what we know they don't know. You know, there's no right or wrong. Sure there is. Women are crazy. Maybe the women you attract are crazy, but what's crazy? And why is it right or wrong? You got a few days? I got all the time in the world. Welcome Welcome to to Self-Help for Assholes. Assholes.